This is the Wildernet Podcast for Saturday, October 5th, 2013, episode 10. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to the Wildernet Podcast, where we we rediscover nature in a digital age. I'm Shane. Hey, I'm Eric. And this is the podcast where I already said that. How's it going, Eric? It's going good. I love, I I think my favorite thing, one of my favorite things that exists in this world to date is Shane's Arnold impression. Eh, that one could have been better, I think. Perfection is a moving target. As long as you strive for it, that's all that's important. That's a good point. I think I, uh, I did that a little bit last night per your request. If I recall. Yep, Shane doing Arnold uh, on demand is great. You gotta <laughs> love having you around. Yeah. So hey, it's uh what do we got here? It's October now. October, the fall. Is it it's officially fall now, right? Has it oh, been for a while? It's been officially fall since September twenty second, but it is now looking more and more like fall. We had a again to talk about Wisconsin, hazy foggy kind of day yesterday and evening. I think it might be like that a little bit today. Mm. Or it was earlier anyways. Um, but the colors are changing. Everything looks great. I love it. Yeah. I'll have to uh, do some raking soon. Uh, which, eh, there are worse things to do in the world. Honestly. It can be kind of fun, actually. I'm not going to lie. Maybe not, you know, I don't get to jump in the leaves. <laughs> like I... Would have maybe once upon a time, but I could. someone stopping you. That's a good point. Could do that. I may look like a fool in the process, ah, but I'll okay. have fun doing it. That's right. That's all that matters. And you got to look like a fool. If you look like a fool, I think that means you're having fun. That that comes without saying. It's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how are you, sir? I've been good. I've been busy. Real busy. It's nice to sit down and record. I, I love doing this show. Um, you know, we're not experts on most of the things we talk about, that's for sure. But it, it's fun, and it really oh, gives no. us the opportunity to learn about our subject matter and then go do it. So I'm really excited about today's topic once you announce it. Mm-hmm. The Activity of the Week. This week's Activity of the Week is Grilling. Out, outside, obviously. Um, but uh, I'd like to thank Angela uh, for this week's idea. Um, graciously came up with that, you know. And I'll say right up front, I am not by any means. I, I'm just not a cook. I I don't I don't really do it. But um, I looking forward to potentially doing doing uh, doing a little more of it, or at all really. I think Eric's probably done a little more of that than myself. Well, the nice thing about grilling is you still get to enjoy and reap the benefits and rewards, <laughs> regardless of whether yeah. whether or not you are the one doing it. As long as you're a part of grilling, usually there's one or more persons involved here. And, uh, yeah, it can be really tasty, which, you know, it's about lunchtime right now. And uh, this episode, I think, is going to make me really hungry. 
<laughs> that's true. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't have any time to actually do any grilling, and partly that I think that's mostly, unfortunately, Eric has a, a an extremely busy schedule, um, right? Yeah, working full time, school full time. Uh, you know what else is there? There's not a lot of room, but. When I do, I like to enjoy the crap out of whatever it is I'm doing. <laughs> but when I do have free time, <laughs> I make it tough. Okay. Yes. Um, no, but uh, so anyway, so yeah, like, grilling. Um, and, and this goes for, we're just going to kind of briefly talk about all types of cooking that you could possibly do outside, really. Um, grilling, just using that as a general term. Um you know, obviously, you have different types of grills that you can go with. A lot of people, a lot of people stand by the traditional charcoal grill. They they kind of feel like it gives it more of that more flavor uh, to whatever it is that you're cooking. And um, you know, along with that, so it's obviously it's going to cost you less in the long run to just have a standard charcoal grill. Um, uh, one of the cons to that is going to be, you know, it's just going to take longer to get things going. Um, what would you say on average, like a half hour maybe? Does it take that long sometimes? Uh, it depends. But one of the things that I actually use when I grill is a chimney. Oh, uh, is that? Yeah, yeah. Those are those are neat. My dad has one of those as well. It speeds up the process. You get all the coals at the same, kind of at the same place versus just stacking them in there in a pyramid pile and lighting them up and... I don't know. It's not as even. If you do the chimney thing, you, you pour the coals in this little cylindrical chimney, uh, and you light it from the bottom, and there's some air ventilation there, so it, it just heats them up quicker, and then they're all there, and you dump them in the grill, you're good to go. Yeah, I don't even think I knew that was the actual name of those things, but they're really handy, and um, I may have to get one of those at some point myself. Um, so if you're doing charcoal, that's going to be one way to speed things up and also make sure the coals are like hot. You want them to be hot, you know? If you're cooking steaks, we'll get into that. Sorry. We'll just keep talking about the types of grilling first. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and along with that, obviously. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is lighter fluid a necessity for a charcoal grill? Depends. You can get the charcoal that has, you know, the, the match light. You know, it's already in there. But I, I try mm-hmm. to use as little lighter fluid as I can. Or, I mean, the thing with that is you're going to have to wait even longer than for that to burn off because you don't You'll want your real food tasting like, yeah. More. <laughs> yeah. Wait. I don't think anyone wants that on whatever it is they like to cook. Obviously, um, now, what, uh, you know, I put down here uh, types of charcoal, but I, honestly, I'm not real familiar. I, you know, I'm, I'm mostly familiar with the, just your standard, you know, square whatever you call it pillow looking charcoal <laughs> but i know there's also what's, what's another type out there uh i know there's like you can get the uh like uh, i know i can picture in my head uh, even if you yeah. go to like a local grocery store you're gonna there's have like, different varieties of that you're not gonna have to get that standard yeah. charcoal you can get like the the coals or not the coals jeez what are they called there's like the they look wood, like wood right? chips kind of but yeah they're like mesquite you get different mm-hmm. types of flavor kind of put in your charcoal yeah. So we don't, uh, obviously neither one of us has an opinion on which of those works better, but by all means, uh, write us in and let us know uh, what your personal preference is. 
And then, of course, the gas grill, which, uh, that's just, that's just all about manly, manliness there. Uh, oh, who, who's got the biggest grill, you know? Um, and they come in, they even come in all shapes and sizes, right? The gr- Oh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of, um, like, you know, like Shane said, we definitely not experts here. Um, this is more or less, one thing I kind of want to make clear, one of the, I find one of the big purposes of this podcast is just ideas to, you know, get outside, to um, just, spark. Yeah, to spark an interest. And what better way, you, you, there's no way, there's no way you're going to go get out there if the thought doesn't enter your brain first, right? <laughs> so, there you go. There's the idea. So, get out there. We're gonna really, we're gonna try to make you hungry, and and really think about being outside in the beautiful fall weather, hanging out with your buddies, your gal, your family, whatever you got, and you're gonna be the man cooking on that grill tonight. After you listen to our episode. Wow. Yeah. That makes me w- want to be the man. Just think about that savory meat. You don't have to cook meat. You're vegetarian. You can grill all sorts of stuff. All sorts so, of stuff. Sorry, and 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 uh, the gas grills. I think uh, my dad's a gas grill guy. I'm a charcoal guy, so we kind of go back and forth. And my dad, to compensate, uses um, to compensate for flavor. I should say, he'll do a lot of flavor. He has flavorizer bar, flavorizer bars where he can put in different types of wood chips and a little bit of water, and it gets that flavor really going. So he won't start. And you want to talk about time consumption? Yay! The the grill's going right away because it's a gas. But then he has to wait for these. Um, the flavorizers that kind of mm. kick in, so he's going to add different types of, you know, um, wood to the uh, flavorizer bar to get that type of taste that he wants. Flavorizer bar kind of sounds like an energy bar or something. And uh, I want one. There's little, there's little like uh, compartments or containers that slip into the inside of the grill um, and hang on to it, where you fill it with usually it's wood chips, I believe, and um, it just starts to smoke, and you really start to wait for that to start to heat up, and it gives you that that awesome flavor that you're looking for. So there's a lot you can do with gas grills also. Um, huh. Yeah. So it's essentially giving the flavor of a charcoal grill. Is that kind of my understanding? Is that accurate? More or less. You can tweak it quite a bit. That's if you're going seems... for a, I say mesquite because that's just so, it seems to be so popular. Like going mesquite, you know. I'm surprised uh, you're, you like that uh, term. It seems awfully close to another term of something out there that you dread. I hate mosquitoes. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them with a passion. I can't believe they're still alive right now. <laughs> what is true. going on? Yeah, I don't, where, where the heck? I was just out and... Wait, I think that was while we were uh, last week uh, geocaching. Pretty sure there were mosquitoes, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> mosquitoes, flies, get them away from me. I can't stand those little buggers. But, uh, you know, some, some things that I wanted to, to touch on here is things you may not have thought of, of grilling, and that was something I just started to talk about, and I, I pumped the brakes. So I'm going to let off the brakes here, and, and we're going to open up that can of awesomeness. We have a, a link open here, Shane. Uh, I, I think maybe you have it also. Um, real, real quick, one second. I, we didn't really talk about cooking over a fire yet, though, did we? Oh, oh, no. Which is kind of the... Uh, uh, and again, that's, that's kind of the whole point uh, Angela brought up. And she, uh, yeah, specifically cooking over a fire, an actual fire. And I guess that's true of, obviously, that's literally what a charcoal grill is doing. But, um, you know, bonfire pit style, camping, 
actual cooking. And when we were in the boundary waters, I think we did a little bit of this. Um, more, most of the time we were using the stove that you had. Uh, that tiny little cheap stove that worked wonders, but... I would use a different word than cheap. <laughs> inexpensive. There you go. Um, but, uh, you know, that worked great. And, and I guess more or less that's another form of... I guess it's another form of cooking we could have had down here, but... Um, that was more like a stove, though. I mean, essentially, that's what it was. It, yeah. Over the flame, we did. We, we, but we used a frying pan uh, to cook our fish over an open flame. Yeah. And that, you know, that works great, too. It, it, I think it's, that's going to take the longest of anything. Um, but, you know, it's more of a challenge, and it can be more fun, Oh, I've certainly. cooked full-on pizzas over open flames when I camped uh, when I was yeah. younger. We would get a tripod. As long as, you some, as long as you got some tin foil, uh, we would put you know frozen pizza on there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is, man. You get that frozen pizza, which is nothing to brag about, but then you put it over an open flame. It's like heaven. Mm-hmm. I was up at my buddy's cabin, and we were just throwing slabs of venison right on the fire, and that <laughs> you know that's that tastes pretty good too. You know, just. And just out out in the outdoors, enjoying everything and cooking up some meat. Good stuff. It is good. But yeah, like we said, it doesn't have to be meat. Um, can be fruits and vegetables as well. And did we? Uh, is that is that what you wanted to talk about next? I think it's part of this subsection here, and and I think Shane's going to get into posting our show notes, so you'll kind of see the flow of our show here. Things you may not have thought of grilling. But you had something else on here. What is the bow hunting? What are you talking about here? I just put down that it's the that cooking over basically cooking over an open flame is essentially the bow hunting of cooking. I, I if I had to guess, it's the biggest challenge. Um, takes the most practice, probably, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I okay, I like it. I like. Good job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So so that was the. Let's see, Buzzfeed.com is a. Uh, this thing will post about the different things you hadn't thought about grilling. So look for that. A lot of interesting vegetables. I, oh, asparagus. Mm-hmm. Oh man, look at look. I mean, you, we're gonna post this. You, hopefully, you're gonna look at some of these pictures. I, maybe you guys listen and gals listen when you're driving or or, or walking or I don't know. But how does uh, bacon wrap jalapeno popper sound right now? Really, I mean that sounds pretty awesome. That does sound. That sounds really good. Let's just get your taste buds tingling here. Uh, I'm not a big fan of zucchini. Some people really like it, but that's another I like it. grilled cheese with mozzarella, argula, red pepper, and summer squash. So let's just okay. Let's just let's just back up for a minute here. Grilled cheese and tomato soup has got to be one of my most mm. all-time favorite um, soul-warming meals that I can have. Mm-hmm. So if I throw in some of my fresh-grown tomatoes slices, throw that with some cheese, and do it on the grill, oh, oh, I'm just let's just let's just think about that for a second. Let's just let's just. I'm sorry. What? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, grilled avocado stuffed with salsa and sour cream. That's kind of cool. You just slice that bad boy in half, and then the pit of the seed you can just fill it with salsa, and then top it off with some cilantro, sour cream. I mean, that's mm, yummy. Mm-mm. You could do quesadillas. Word in the woods. 
Were you ready for that? Yeah, you had to stop me. I would have gone. I would have gone forever. <laughs> Word in the woods. We got a couple articles here to discuss. Uh, let's see. The NWF.org, that's the National Wildlife Federation, I believe. I wasn't sure if it was Foundation, but it's Federation, I believe. Uh, they say regular contact with the natural world can help provide health, happiness, and longer life. So just a couple of uh, quotes from this here I wanted to extract. Um, People who lived near parks and green spaces where they could walk and those who spent more time in sunlight were far more likely to be alive after five years than those who had neither. The researchers concluded that providing some walkable green spaces in cities would boost the health of senior citizens. And uh, so that's basically it was a study that looked at the elderly and people that were closer to parks and had areas to actually walk around were more likely to live for the next five years than those that were not. And, you know, there's discussion in this article about whether or not that's more about just exercise in general or if it has to do with the outdoors. But one can't dispute, uh, which in this next quote I'll just quick read here, like many other researchers, though, Care believes that being outside, especially in a natural setting, offers something extra, whether it's an additive beneficial effect from the body, making more vitamin D, went out in the sun or something more ineffable. One of her own studies, for instance, shows that elderly people engage in more physical activity when they do it outside. So there you go. Whether it's whether it is or isn't the more physical activity, the outdoors in general is giving them the motivation to actually go outside. And again, vitamin D playing a major factor in overall health there as well. So those are really the two things I kind of wanted to go over about that article. Well, I just want to point out, too, um, it's Alita Strews, the the person I initially started talking about this article, is 92 years old. Right. Yeah. That's old. I mean, that's old. <laughs> it is, right. And and I can attest to this. My grandparents... Um, they're they're up there too. My grandpa just turned ninety, and he's you know he's one of the more active guys that I know. And um, I gotta say, I, <laughs> there's got to be a correlation there, right? I mean, and he well, care, definitely is an outdoorsman too. I, I I I I definitely think there's truth to this. However, I also um, just to play devil's advocate for for I don't know why because I feel like it today. It's one of those Okey moods, doke. but. Uh, Correlation doesn't always prove causation. Not to say that it's, uh, you know, being outside is good for you. I, I fully believe that, but I, I right. wouldn't be wholeheartedly. There's just too many variables. Yeah. Sorry. Well, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, right. And that's why they're called studies. And if anybody tries to say that it's, you know, 100% truth, they're full of it. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Thank you. That, no, and, and I, I just, but yeah, they, they, what do they do? I mean, they got 3,000 uh, Tokyo residents between the ages of 74 and 89 and uh, determined who was living longer and why. And they, they found out the people, like you said, that are closer to national parks and green spaces on average live longer. Mind you, it says it to say in 1992. <laughs> um, I don't know why that's such an old. Uh, it's weird because the study says it well, was still be 2002. Happening. So, you know. It's uh, 10 years later, and now it's 11 years after that. 
When was this article published? <laughs> this was published uh, just on the 30th of, of September. So recent uh, article. Well, it's good information, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I just think it's neat, neat that someone that's 92 is still getting outside. I mean, what's your excuse for not yeah, getting outside? No kidding. Are you are you 92? You know, well, get out there. I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, their excuse is that they have the all many many distractions of electronics, and <laughs> that is really the reason they spend so much time inside. And you know, uh, who can blame? I, I mean. It's the case of every generation, right? The older generation never wants that they don't understand the new technology and everything, and that's that's essentially why they they are as active outdoors as they are. I think are so much more than the younger generations. That makes sense. But you know, in my case, yeah, I grew up with that technology, and eventually just got. I still like it, but eventually just get kind of bored of it. I just had to be something more so i just like the experience that you gain i think there's a lot to be gained in life from true actual experience not virtual experiences i think video games can can hold my attention and be entertaining for a short period of time just as a movie can but once i'm done it's like okay i'm antsy now i need to go do something so if anything video games or or things of that nature uh enable me even more so to get outside because now i i feel like I, i have an obligation to go be active Right. It's like right now everyone's talking about uh, GTA 5 and how beautiful it looks and how realistic. And it's like, just go out and take a look at realistic, man, you know? Um, but not to say, I mean, the game's, the game's cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's true of Skyrim, too. A lot of people talk about how... Yeah. You know, what adventures you can have in that game and how fun that is. But, you know, again, you can go climb a mountain in real life. There's a game that my, my friend plays quite often um, where he's on an island. Uh, oh, Far Cry. Uh, Far Cry 3. Yeah, and he's like skinning animals and he's like, look it, I got this animal. I picked this flower. I'm like, <laughs> I, I did that in real life. <laughs> uh, it's not that easy. but You can pick flowers in Far Cry 3. Oh, yeah, man. You can do everything. You can kill sharks. I've seen it. <laughs> I don't understand okay, it. I can't do it that in real life. or Maybe I'd, not easily. <laughs> no, I don't think I'd want to do that. Um, pick flowers also, maybe. <laughs> well, then it's not like he's picking for his girlfriend or something in this virtual world. It's uh, like some sort of healing, you know, uh, pharmaceutical uh... reason. But nonetheless, it's neat that they incorporate that stuff. But okay, yeah. That's cool. Look at you. You've sat here for two hours, and, and that's what you've accomplished is you've sat there for two hours. Right. So um, I filled the freezer while you were doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I fished or I, you know. So Anywho. the, uh, yeah, um, just kind of moving along here. Um, the L.A. Times reports shutdown is tripping up vacationers heading to national parks. And everybody knows this is going on right now with the government shutdown and everything, but um, – do you want to elaborate on that a little bit, Eric? I wish I could it, come from it from the stance that I really know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but no, me either, obviously. I, I don't have the time um, to, to delve into this as much as I would honestly like to because I get very, very interested by this kind of stuff in general. But this specific topic just makes my spine itch. Mm-hmm. If, you can, if you can envision that for a second. Um, Your spine itching? 
there's nothing you can do about it. That that's essentially what it is, and it's this agitating feeling that can't be can't be dealt with. There's parks being closed, like the Grand Canyon. People can't go to the Grand Canyon. People can't go to Yosemite National Park. People can't go to Gettysburg National Military Park in Pennsylvania. What is that? Mm-hmm. So I'll let you if you want to go on. I'll get really jacked up about this because it's going to bother me. Yeah. No, I mean. I mean, the one thing one thing I remember from this article distinctly is that um, a lot of people are, yeah, they're not, they're more or less getting turned away, you know, people that had planned vacations, but at the same time, they're also, you know, these tourist areas are offering other options at, at least, so that's something. They, they're trying to give them some alternate things, so they just don't have nothing to do on their vacation. It just seems so strange to me that you need to have government officials in order to access yeah. the park. But then, so when you take them away, now now we can't. And well, I saw something what, about... we need them there in the first place? To, but it just seems kind of um, perpetual, you know. I saw something uh, explaining it more in full. Like, there was three levels of areas that, you know, there's one level that doesn't get shut down. There's one that part of it, part of the things get shut down, and then one that... Um, it's completely shut down and i think that's you know all the policy makers and the people on capitol hill and that kind of stuff are the ones that are for sure out um there's a lot of revenue being missed out on too with yeah, this uh, from an economical standpoint you know what, what does the article say here i'm going to quote right now uh quote travel industry officials can't yet document the effect of the partial federal shutdown on the nation's 597 billion tourism industry but the National Park Service is losing an estimated $32 million a day in entrance fees and other revenue. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, the last thing we need right now, right? So, just saying. Losing out on revenue. And we have a national park here in Wisconsin. Um, Nicolet National Forest. And oh. that's a very, very, very... Um, big place for for deer hunters turkey hunters uh, wolf hunters to go and hunt on public land so i wonder if that's gonna have an effect or not depending how long this goes on i'm kind of curious because that'll be close to home you know that's something that will really grind my gears you know yeah at any rate yeah it's a shame but hopefully it won't last too terribly long i saw the last time was what was it 90 95 for 21 days days, i think Twenty-one days, so hopefully it doesn't go that long. But nobody seems to be budging right now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do we have any? Did anybody write in or anything? Anything like that? Did you hear anything? Anybody? Uh, no. You usually keep a pretty sharp eye on that stuff. Uh, you know, I even made a nice little friendly posting that uh, you should friendly. put your phone down to conserve battery life and go outside. And I, I think that one unnoticed. Oh yeah, uh, that one. You know, wait, that you made that post. To, was I it in sure, response sure to something? No, Someone? it was in response to have a good weekend. It's fall. Oh, get outside. Yeah. You know, my oh, normal get outside nice pitch. Huh? I like to tell people what to do. You know. <laughs> What's the last thing you just said? Oh, my get outside pitch. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you used a word that you also like to use a lot. 
I would not do that on our <laughs> lovely podcast and tarnish our name, no. But I do love a certain type of word, especially when it's used in the show that I love, uh, yeah. Breaking Bad, by a certain Jesse Pinkman. For you Breaking Bad fans yeah, out there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking uh, about. If you haven't been able to figure that out yet, then uh, I don't know, you're sheltered. <laughs> and I haven't even watched Breaking Bad yet. <laughs> not a single full episode yet, but I'm planning on it very soon. Yeah, winter's around the corner. You know, uh, but get outside, and then and then you know after that, go in and watch Breaking Bad with some grilled cheese and uh, tomato soup. Yeah, cooked on the grill. That cool. sounds really good. I don't think you can cook tomato soup on the grill though, can you? Maybe oh, if it's yeah, in, in you something. Can, sir. Yeah, I guess you Just can. Put it yeah. in a pot and pour it in there. Come on. Yeah. So do you use milk when you make your uh, tomato soup, or do you use water? Yeah, that's you know, something I've that I'm it, not sure. I've had it with milk. Um, how do you, what do you think about that? Because I, I very rarely. I do don't it that have way. a preference. It, I guess it adds some creaminess to it, um, but ah, I don't. I don't like it. Really care to add milk to like anything really to my coffee, anything like that. It's just unnecessary, I think. But I'm kind of that way about a lot of things like spices and necessary. Although, uh, although I gotta say, you've you've gotten me more and more on adding Frank's Red Hot to everything. You know what? You're the second person that's told me that this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like you bring the idea in my head, and I'm like, ah, oh, you're right. I would be better with that. Uh, that's a different word uh, that I've learned the meaning of when I can use it on this show because I can use my acronym for it, which is oh yeah. Uh, the commercial literally states, "I put that ship high in transit on everything." Right, right. It makes me think of that. Yeah, is that the, the Kmart commercial? Uh, no, it's the Frank's Red Hot commercial. Oh, is it movie. really? They say that on there? Okay. On TV, they say it. So if so it's on TV, maybe we can say it. my pants commercial. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you just say ship? Ship. Yeah, you know, that uh, Kmart commercial. Nope. Didn't, You've didn't seen see this. Sure haven't, my friend. It's like three months old. You're three months old. Well, that, that, thanks. I'm youthful. Yeah. I, no, I agree. Anyway, uh, no, we don't have we don't have any uh, feedback this week. No, uh, nah, no, no, no ratings. No, uh, no, but that's okay. That's okay. We know we, we know that we have listeners probably more than I would have guessed because we are tracking that now. Um, so thank you all for being so kind to listen to us. Much appreciated. Yeah, we really like doing this stuff, and it's not. You know, we're not pulling a profit or anything like that. We just enjoy it, and and really, we want to promote people getting outside in any way possible. And again, this episode is—I don't know if you heard that, but my stomach's grumbling. No, but mine was doing that yesterday at work. I had to—I was in a meeting. I had to leave. <laughs> I full up stood up and walked out because it was just grumbling like crazy. But I did not hear that just now. Well, we'll see if the listeners can hear it. Nope, it's not happening right now, so we're not going to listen. <laughs> uh, anyway, what were, you, what were you saying? Totally lost our thought. That's not good that we did that. No, um, we were talking about sound off and how we haven't got a whole lot of uh, response. So please, please, if you have ideas yourself, uh, it's a community that we're promoting here. We're really trying to get people outside so any way possible if you have ideas or if there's something you want to talk about we'll, we'll dig way into it um sorry we didn't have a grilling expert on the show i don't i think that would have been unnecessary actually <laughs> <laughs> we get bobby flay on or something 
Something, yeah. Awesome. Call someone from Weber. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, yeah. Made have a little bit of a bias then, but anyway. Ah, uh, so wildernetpodcast at gmail.com is the email address you can reach us at. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wildernetpodcast and on Twitter at wildernetcast. So, uh, you know, do you you really have, is Word of Hunt have a Twitter account, Eric? No. Because you really should. That's just how you should get that. Cause I'll I, pay you to manage it for me because I won't ever know what to do with it. That's okay. I use uh, Hootsuite for uh, or I, for for the uh, for the podcast stuff for this podcast. Um, Hootsuite lets you uh, post to just one and then and then out to all at the same time. Simultaneous. So how, it's just kind of redundant, though. Is it just so you catch everybody? Because I mean, I don't. Yeah. Why would I need to see <laughs> the same thing in five different places? Uh, yeah, because some people only use one and some people only use the other. You know. Well, I only never use Twitter. So, uh, if you do, though, I'm not, I'm not discouraging anybody. I just don't get it. I don't understand what, what, the, what the tweet is all about. I noticed we were down to nine followers and then we got back up to ten. So, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many people are really using Twitter, to be honest. But it is something that supposedly people use <laughs> anyway uh where can people find you again they can find me at where to hunt wisconsin and uh, i've also started getting back on the blog train which is uh a derivative of that it's where the buck is it.com feel free to check that out as well and also a new addition is the where to hunt podcast so you can Find episodes for that uh, through the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin. And in fact, on our first episode ever, we interviewed someone from Whitetail Adrenaline. And that someone was Jared Scheffler. He is the uh, owner of Whitetail Adrenaline, which is my favorite hunting show ever. It's insane. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's awesome. Watch it. Just watch it now. You can find me at Shave Mad Ox and our. Oh, I guess that's about it. I'd like to reflect on food, so... Oh, I've ruined it. The moment of reflection. Oh, I've ruined it now. I'd like to also reflect on food. And, uh, grilling. I think those are hungry loons. uh, Yeah, you think? Is that what they're calling? They're... Calling, we need food. Eh. I'm hungry. Uh, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, really, get cooking outside in general uh, is just a what better what better reason to get out there than for uh, pigging out. <laughs> um, and conversation again, enjoyed outdoors is better than conversation enjoyed indoors. I don't know what it is, but having a conversation in the open air with the the smell of the grill, the nice cool temperatures there's something more to it i don't know how else to say it yeah and again you know uh, you can do it on a charcoal grill a gas grill or a just a fire Mm -hmm. and and if you're uh you know an older member of our audience just remember we got people that we're mentioning on the show that are 92 getting outdoors still to this day and it's saving their lives so if you're younger just imagine how much that's going to um What's the word I'm looking for here? Extrapolate? 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 Thank you. That's the one. 
extrapolate. Yeah, so <laughs> you never know. Again. <laughs> Being outside may actually get you to live longer. Mm-hmm. And as well, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully our national parks won't be closed for too terribly long. But um, what a weird you know, thing! Maybe what just a, what a maybe silly just, thing. If any, if anything, maybe they just gives us, you know, like anything else. Let's us appreciate them more, right? It's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, once you, yeah, you don't appreciate something until it's gone. So they take it away from me now. I really want to get in there. So maybe we'll see a real huge spike in people getting outside now that they've been like, man, there you go. I really wanted to go there and I couldn't. Hmm. Hmm. That's, totally. Until you can't do something that you want to do, it sometimes, right? Don't push that button. Oh, I really want to push that button now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know it. it it is weird how that works. It does kind of bring it front and center in the media. Um, just, just kind of sparks, totally sparks the idea into people's heads, I think. Just, oh, yeah, we have national parks. <laughs> Why haven't I been there? Yeah, yeah. Right. I've never been to Yosemite. I'd like to go someday. Have you been, been there, Shane? I have a lot of them. No, uh, you know, and you mentioned Grand Canyon earlier, and I have never been to the Grand Canyon either. I should have. I was in Nevada, and I... Who know? I was young, and Nevada by Nevada, I mean Las Vegas, so it wouldn't have been far to go. And I, sh- I just, <laughs> I was in Nevada. <laughs> I should have gone. I, gone. I was also in Arizona, and I never, I never did Lake Havasu either. Who knows what's wrong with me right now? Uh, in my younger day, I mean. Are there mountains in Nevada? Is it just all desert? Hello. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if the. <laughs> I know the Rockies are <laughs> take up a few states over there, but geography is not my strong suit, no. my friends. Now we're gonna get, you know, maybe we should say some of these things on purpose just to be wrong. I th- I think there might be something to that. If we if we intentionally say some wrong things, someone will write in. Because... Yeah, correct us. There is a <laughs> giant mountain in Nevada. Let me tell you. Oh it's yeah, a, man. Well, I know there's Oof. a pier- I know there's a pyramid. It's huge. I can tell you that. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Well, wait, I was about to say something that is actually true. I'm pretty sure there's an Eiffel Tower and a Sphinx also. Yeah, That's yeah, actually yeah. the case, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't been to Vegas either, so. Oh, don't go. It's a city of sin. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I when I was in 29 Palms, uh, which is in the Mojave Desert. That sounds like a movie title. You were in 29 Palms? Really? Yeah, well, or they call it 29 Stumps. Those are like the armpit of the world. It was so hot, you would sweat, and... Uh, it would dissipate so fast that you just have salt on your shirt. It was really weird. No, oh my God. But it took a while to acclimate to the, the high. It was a higher altitude, so it took a bit to be able to run better. But once we got used to it, a couple of buddy, buddies uh, of mine and myself went trekking off into the desert, and we would launch ourselves off of these sand dunes, and we found all sorts of fun lizards and uh, had a ton of fun in the desert. So there was some adventure in the desert, yes. I have been to sand dunes in Colorado. It was very interesting. Very, very hey. cool. Hey, we're talking about a different state. Yeah, we, we are. Wait, a couple Moment of, of reflection. them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I could talk about a lot of them. <laughs> sand dunes there, though, that is like all that white sand. And you get, I, we, uh, my brother and I, we climbed to the very top of it. And that was really neat because they're really hard to climb. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know this for a fact because um, we used to be forced to sprint up them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, probably one of the most difficult days of my entire life was doing sand dune sprints is what we call them. Those were difficult. 
Wow. Man. Because you're working twice as, probably five times as hard, actually. I didn't have it bad you're at not all. not moving. <laughs> I apologize. Well, I okay. think this is a good, this has been a good show. I, 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 like I said, it's so much fun to do. And, and if you're listening, support us so we can keep doing it. Support Give us a reason cause. to do this. Yeah. Yeah, support us. You know, however, however you feel fit, we will take any support in any regard at all. And we pay in marbles, if you remember last week's episode. So <laughs> that's right, or possibly Smurf figurines. Exactly. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I had fun. Um, appreciate everyone for listening. Appreciate your time, Eric. As always. You as well, sir. I know you have somewhere to be. So. Um... Until next time, take care. Get outside. Grill outside, actually. Grill outside. Grilled cheese outside. Tomato soup. Asparagus. Uh, Avocado. Some, Some fruits. Some quesadilla. Some, some chicken pizza sandwich grilled apple stuff with sausage and sage food food it still says like 10 seconds left wait and 5 seconds okay we're good